0: I'm Joe D'Astasio and this is Story Players, the podcast that analyzes story-driven video games. Today we are
1: discussing the social commentary game about depression and mental illness, Please Knock on My Door. It's developed by Michael Laval and released on PC just this year, September 2017.
0: So we're going to start with a completely spoiler-free introduction to what this game is. So what this is, because I think that this, when when this episode pops up in a lot of people's feeds, I think a lot of our listeners may have never even heard of this game.
1: Yeah, I, I certainly had no idea what it was when you mentioned it to me.
0: I kind of struggled to come up with a good description for what this game was. So uh, I decided to take the easy route and just read the description that the developer came up with for their own website. So I'm just going to read that real quick. It says... Please Knock on My Door is a story-driven game which gives you control over a person suffering from depression and social anxiety. Help them get through work and reach out to friends while desperately trying to survive. Experience the frailty these themes bring and gain a better understanding of what it's like to live with some of the most common mental health issues today. That doesn't exactly sound like a fun
1: game. No, it doesn't. So wh- and it like, wasn't. Why did you why re- like, why did you mention this to me? Like why are, why did we do this game?
0: Well, so the idea for us to do this game was uh, a. I mean, it has a story driven right in the description, so it automatically sounds like a pretty good candidate for for story players, mm-hmm. of course. But mental health is a huge issue today. I mean, it's it's something that it only really gets talked about when there's a huge tragedy when there's a mass shooting or terrorist attack or something along those lines and then the the media will will maybe talk about mental health for a day and how we need to do more things to address it to uh, acknowledge that it's a thing and that it's a thing that that impacts a great many people and that we need to do something about it and they they have all of these great discussions about it for, oh, about a day. And then it disappears from the public conscious again. So I think it's a, an important topic to discuss. This isn't even really the only game where we've talked about depression. I think you could easily say that in Life is Strange, especially in Before the Storm, Chloe is demonstrating some symptoms of depression, right? Yeah, I mean, with her whole,
1: you know... The death of her dad, her stepdad, or mm-hmm. not really, not a the time, stepdad, but, you know, her mom's boyfriend, that sort of thing. So, yeah, right. absolutely.
0: Yeah. The other thing that makes this timely is that we're recording this at the very beginning of December, and we're going to release this episode two days before the Game Awards, the biggest video game award show of the year. And this game, Please Knock on My Door, is nominated for for an award in the Games for Impact category. What, what, what exactly does that mean? Because that's, like that's not a story category, is it? No, it's not. So the description of this category is for a thought-provoking game with a profound pro-social meaning or message. That sounds about right. It does. And if you're curious what other games it is up against, I think our listeners are going to recognize a few of these. Night in the Woods... Bury Me My Love, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, What Remains of Edith Finch. We did that one. We did that one. And Life is Strange Before the Storm. And we're doing that one. We are doing that one. And most of those other ones are also on our list of games to potentially play for this show. Cool. Let's briefly describe what the gameplay is like before we get into our overall thoughts for anybody who's still with us and wanting to know what this game is and whether or not they should play it.
1: Yes, the game runs on a loop where you you play as a character who has a small apartment in a city and they commute to work and you basically make decisions about what this character is going to do throughout the day Mm -hmm. Um, and in their apartment you can do things like eat, make a meal, eat, do your dishes, I know this sounds really fun so far, and take a shower, brush your teeth, you can choose to watch TV, sleep and that's that's about the extent Mm -hmm. and then you have to leave for work at a certain time. And usually when you get to work, there's some sort of situation that you need to respond to. It could be something like you're sitting in the cafeteria and you see a a co-worker talking with some people and and you can decide whether you want to go over there and talk with them or, you know, just just go back to your desk. And that just continues every day for, for two weeks. But you're finding that your decisions affect your mental fortitude, the game calls it. Right. And it can become... Easier or harder to make other decisions depending on what you do.
0: Right. And the game, like we said, it's fairly short. The Steam description of this game, because it's only on PC, is it can take anywhere from one to three hours to play. My playthrough was about an hour and 45, and yours was. I played through twice, and each time took about an hour and a half. Okay.
1: There are three ways to play this game. Right after you start the game, it gives you these three options there's the story the game, and the experience. The difference between them is the way that this number, this mental fortitude number, affects the game and also whether you see it or not. So regardless of whether you see it, this mental fortitude number can have an effect on what choices are available to you. If you don't have a high enough number, then certain choices will be locked out. In both the game and the experience, the numbers do have an effect on the choices that you can make but in the experience, you can't see the numbers, just like the story. But in the game, you can actually see the numbers.
0: Right. So the idea is that if you're playing the game, you're playing it like a game where maybe you're playing a role playing game. And every time you hit a boss, little numbers are popping out, showing you how much damage you've done. It's a number counter type of thing that you're used to seeing in a game. You know, it has an impact on something. In this case, it's not health of a bad guy. It's they're like dice rolls, really. Well, it, towards... it represents
1: it represents kind of your current your current feeling and your potential future feeling. So okay. the big difference here is it's giving it's a way of giving you immediate feedback on your decisions. You mm. can tell right away whether you're washing dishes or choosing to stare out the window how this is affecting your current mental state. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, it also tells you in the certain uh, choices that do you have, that are affected by the numbers, it tells you how much that number needs to be in order to make that decision. Oh, it does? Yeah. Okay. So, I the first time I played, I played at, as the
0: experience. Me too. Okay. And it seemed like the right way to play this, at least the first time through, because it is, because you're not seeing those numbers, but... The your your actions still have an impact on what happens in the game it makes it the most realistic.
1: Yeah realistic yeah and, and that's the way that I would recommend playing the first time. The second time I played through I played the game so that I can see the numbers and I just found myself focusing on those numbers too much Oh I'm sure. So first time through that's my recommendation I know you didn't play any of the other ways but do you feel that you know for what this game is trying to accomplish that the, the choice that you made did it accomplish what it set out to do?
0: I think it'll it it it'll definitely have an impact on you if you play the experience. I'm not positive that it'll necessarily give you the most impact, though, which is actually kind of maybe counterintuitive to what the developer was going for.
1: Well, but, that's an interesting discussion.
0: Right. We'll have to talk well, about that later. Exactly. We'll wait until after we're actually in the spoiler section. So at this point, you've probably either decided what, if you're going to go play the game, or maybe you've already played it and come back to listen. So here's our typical spoiler warning. Everything from here on out for the rest of this episode is going to be riddled with spoilers. We are going to completely discuss uh, most aspects of this game, everything that we saw through our playthroughs. And if you haven't played this game yet, experienced this game yet, You should probably just go and check it out and then come back. So we always start with our overall thoughts of the games that we've played. And I think given that it seems like what the developer is going for here is to have an emotional impact on the player, how impactful did you find the game to be? And maybe we should start, if you're comfortable answering the question Maybe we should start by saying what sort of experience we have with acute mental health issues, like like acute depression. Really, uh, for me personally, I've not gone through this. I'm I'm very fortunate to say that I've never personally gone through this. I'm quite close to someone who has, and I I'm gonna lean on a lot of that experience as we talk about other aspects of this game, but. I've not myself struggled with the issues that the character in this game has. What about you?
1: Well, I mean, I've had my ups and downs, right? But nothing mm-hmm. nothing to the extent that I experienced in this game. So it's hard for me to say you know, whether this is accurate. But in terms of having an impact, I feel like I do have a better understanding of how people with certain types of this depression, social anxiety, that sort of thing, how they actually live. But I didn't have that sort of emotional reaction that you'd expect from the types of games that we play where they do make you cry, you know? Mm. But I'm telling you, during that second week of playing this game, I mean, I was invested in the sense that I was getting very frustrated. In fact, this game isn't fun. This game is not fun to play. It was very frustrating, very stressful. I just, I felt like I didn't have like enough control over what I was doing. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it definitely accomplishes the we we want to spark a discussion here mm-hmm. about this, and definitely I wish that I could get more people to play this so I could talk to them, especially people who may have gone through some of these things, because I do want I want to see if it is accurate in that in that mm-hmm. sense, because it would really help empathize and try to understand what they're going through, and right. not just say, well, why can't you just be happy? You know, that's right. not the that's I understand that's not how you should talk to someone who's depressed, but. Mm-hmm. This helps me understand why that's the case.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think part of the part of actually the reason why the game forces you into some of those places where you feel like you can't even make the decisions that you want to be making or that you're frustrated that you can't is to potentially give you more insight into what it's like not only for a, a, a person suffering through this, but for those around them. I know in my experience, it, it was really, really frustrating when the person that I know who dealt with depression was going through it, that I couldn't help them. You know, you, you're not going to say things like just feel better, just be happy, just get through it. I mean, you might, cause it is really, really frustrating because it doesn't seem like there's anything that you can do to help a person who's, who's really struggling to this level. So I think that might have been another aspect of what the developer was just trying to get across. So if again, if you were feeling that way, then I think the developer is probably doing doing his job.
1: I think especially because I didn't see the numbers and couldn't see the math behind it. Mm-hmm. That I just felt like I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to get better. And it feels mm-hmm. like there should be something that I can do, but I can't ever seem to do the right thing. Right. Or do it the right way. And I I just, I feel like I couldn't make any progress that way. And I'm not even sure if it's possible to make progress.
0: Yeah. I I think this leads into talking about how it is that we even approach this game. So I, my, my idea was, uh, you know, I'm as the game player, as the person sitting at the keyboard, I'm not currently depressed. I wonder if there's a way that I can get through this game. And have the person not be depressed at the end, but at the same time, try to act in ways that I think that I would act, sure so i mean while- while I haven't gone to to this level, like you said, everybody has their own ups and downs and if if I've had a particularly terrible day, I come home from work, and I don't want to play video games either. Those are the nights that I end up watching t v and so I watched a lot of t v in this in this game during this playthrough, but I was still trying to like make the make the decisions that I knew would be to the best benefit of the character. Like I'm going to eat, I'm going to shower, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to be I'm I'm going to fight through this. I'm I'm going to find a way to fight through this depression. It it is a battle that I can win, and it's not always like that it turns out.
1: <laughs> well it's like you you are the strength for the character, right? right. You can you can Be the person who can see the bigger picture, and how, and almost like you're trying to help them through,
0: right? Except that the game developer is smarter than me, (laughs) (laughs) and found ways to make that a little bit more challenging than I expected.
1: Yeah, I found I found that the the big killer here is is time, and things seem to take a lot longer than I would think that they would. So I I was starting with the same way that you were. I I was trying to develop a routine Mm -hmm. and do the things that maybe I would do. You know, I'm going to get up, I'm going to have a meal, I'm going to take shower right and and brush my teeth and try to get to work on time but like that first day i go to make a meal and then i drop the plate on the floor mm-hmm. and all of a sudden and and right before this happens the narrator by the way there's a narrator right is saying don't forget you need to leave by 7:30 to get to work on time because mm-hmm. it takes a half hour to get to work right and then so i make this meal which takes a lot longer than i expected yep i drop it and it's ruined and then i have to clean it up and i'm still like i probably should eat Right, Mm -hmm. and then eat it, and then you know, kind of get right. At this point, it's nine o'clock. Oh my god! Before I actually left the house on the first day.
0: Yeah, that's not what I did. I just left it on the floor and thought I gotta get to work, (laughs) so I can clean this up when I get home. I guess I'm just going to work without breakfast. It's not a big. I can go one day without breakfast. You know what time I left for work? Huh. Seven (laughs) thirty-one. I was still late. Ah, that sucks. Yeah, they they, they give you, the narrator kind of gives you hints,
1: I think, I think they're hints, helpful hints on on how to maybe approach things. He says things like, you know, try to get to your routine, make sure you make it to work on time, uh, reach out to your colleagues, talk to people because that's the best way to raise your mental fortitude. You know, make sure you get plenty of rest, keep yourself clean because people aren't going to like a smelly person, right? And make sure that you eat because if you are uh, hungry or exhausted, it's going to have an even more negative effect on any of the decisions that you make. Right. So that's why I really wanted to prioritize. Like, oh, you didn't say anything about, well, late to work, but I need to eat. I need to be able to get enough sleep. And that whole time thing, I felt like I could never get enough sleep. My character was always exhausted.
0: Mm-hmm. Even when I tried to go to bed early.
1: Yeah, sometimes I was going to bed at seven o'clock,
0: six o'clock. <laughs> really? Yeah. I never went to bed that early, Jeez. But I was normally... I was normally trying to go to bed around 10 ish, which is about the time that I would normally try to go to bed in real life. And but the problem is that you have no control over what time you get up. No, even
1: though there's an alarm,
0: even though there's an alarm. Right. You know, sometimes you get up around six and there's like I think there was one day you woke up around six. It's one of the early days and you have all this time to take a long shower because, you know, the game talks about a, a long shower is even better for you. Uh, make a bigger breakfast. But then the rest of the time you're getting up at like 6.55. I have 35 minutes to shower and eat and all this stuff. And it's just, it's not enough time. I Mm. I frequently skipped breakfast and was taking quick showers.
1: Really? I would end up just skipping the shower. I would take the shower when I came home at night Mm. because I'm thinking, you know, this whole TV and video game thing probably isn't good for me. So maybe if I just not do those, I just kept avoiding those things. Mm. And so I'd find that I have lots of time at night. So that's when I would take a shower and I'd always make sure that in the morning I would make a small meal because the meal right. was taking too long. So I'd make the sandwich. Yeah. yeah, me too. So during the first week when you're at work, it's, it's really all leading up to this, this showcase presentation you have on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So obviously you're freaking out all week about this work and you're trying to get to work on time and, and and you have like a boss, his name's John, right, who's, you know, doesn't seem to like you that much and definitely makes a note whenever you're late. Mm-hmm. So how did the showcase go for you then? How'd the presentation go?
0: So when I got to Thursday, the showcase happens and for in my playthrough, you you're just a couple of minutes from the start of it and you realize that you forgot a document that had an important graph on it. So you have the option to run back to your desk and look for it, or just assume that Will, your your partner who's working on it, is gonna bring it for you. And I like to be in control. I want to make sure that uh, if we're gonna have this document, that I'm gonna have it. So I ran back to my desk.
1: Yeah, I did too.
0: Yeah, that didn't work out so well. It
1: didn't because so, you can't <laughs> find it. So right, and you're late. But then you also, but you, then you you realize or you learn the next day that you had the paper all along, mm-hmm. and that it was your fault right that you didn't have the paper so even if you were to wait for will to see if he has the document it wouldn't have worked out
0: anyway yeah, either way you're not going to have the, the document and i wonder if that's true for most of, like do
1: all does, does this what happens for all of these i don't think so because like the hint about talking with your colleagues and how that's supposed to increase that's the best way to increase your mental fortitude mm-hmm. so but at least in this case it feels like you're screwed either way
0: yeah it does which leads you to Friday. Like you're, you're obviously feeling awful because you you screwed up this big presentation, and everybody hates you. Everybody hates you. Your boss especially. So Friday, you know, well every day you have the option of not going to work. Sure, but, you could always just stay home right? and watch TV. <laughs> uh, I I continued to go to work every day, uh, and and when I got to work that day, it it you you get there and then you're presented with the option. You you sure you want to go in? Like you you, you could go home. <laughs> uh, I I went through with it and went to work. Did you go to work that day? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Which then leads us up to the first weekend, and that's the the first Saturday. I was and, really
1: curious to see what was going to happen. Yeah, since we didn't have the routine, like, right. so I just have the whole day to. Stay in my apartment. Like, I just wanted to just leave. Right. I just wanted to go
0: do (laughs) do something other than watch TV
1: and play video games. Just go for a walk or something. I I find walks are very helpful for me. And that's just what I wanted to do more than anything. At this Mm. point, I don't think it's been raining. Maybe the rain has started at this point. It seems to rain a lot through this week, but there is a knock at the door. That's the title of the game. (laughs) Please knock at my door. There is a knock at the door, but it's apparently it's just the mailman must have uh, uh, been upset with all the the mail and junk that's been lapped outside. So it's not like anything real important. But your character makes note that you're actually supposed to be moving out. Right. Today. The the narrator has been kind of referencing your plans on Saturday, but not really saying explicitly what it is. But here it's you're supposed to have been packing up and moving out. This day,
0: well, there were there were notes from I can't remember if it was Amy or Jenny about them going out for drinks. Oh, that oh, Saturday night. Yep. So I assumed that every time that the narrator was like, "Hey, don't forget about Saturday," that it was like, "Hey, here's a fun opportunity. Here's a chance to actually talk to your coworkers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in a." In an environment that is hopefully a lot less stressful than work, but if you have social anxiety, then right. maybe, maybe not. Yeah,
1: maybe they'd be worse.
0: But no, it turns out, yeah, you were supposed to be moving your apartment that day. So you haven't
1: packed up anything and there's no truck to move your stuff. So right. you well, haven't packed some
0: things. There are boxes. Oh yeah, there are boxes, the but
1: clearly not everything is packed <laughs> <No>. <laughs> up. So you're definitely not ready. But what what does happen this weekend is... There's a slight change to our narrator. And this is the first introduction.
0: This is our introduction to the red text. Right. So the narrator's text has always been white prior to this. The same color as all the other text, Right. And now it's red. Only parts of it. That's true. It's not all red. Because a lot of it
1: is... Well, so... I'm like, okay, here's, here's the time to talk about it. Let's talk about this narrator. Who is the narrator?
0: The only words that I've been able to, to put to this are like your internal self-doubt. It's, and and maybe that's not the most accurate, because the first week isn't so bad, and the narrator isn't so against you. Mm -hmm. But it still refers to, like, to you as you. Like, it's it's definitely
1: yourself, right? Some form of you. Yeah. Talking to yourself. Right, your inner monologue. Yeah. Right. Parts of the narrator, the text starts to turn red certain sections of it, and the things that it says are typically... Much more negative, and it, it's just as as the second week goes on, you just start to see more and more of the red. Mm-hmm. So, what is the difference between the white and the red? You were saying that the do you think the red is your self is your doubt?
0: Well, I think it's well, I it's it's all definitely your inner voice or right. whatever you want to call it. But the, but the red is your inner voice as you're slipping further and further into this depressed state. Because it's when it's read, it's always negative. It's always talking about how no one cares about you and you're a failure and you're going to screw up the next showcase and it it is that that deep depression inside of your character, right? I didn't like this narrator. No, it gets really, really awful. He was it, like the first
1: week was hard enough. Partly because I had no idea what I was doing and how I can make my life better. Mm-hmm. But now I've got somebody just telling me about how I feel about certain things, but also telling me what to do. It's like you, you should just don't don't bother going to work today. Right? They all hate you. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody wants to want you to be there. They're not going to miss you. Those kinds of things. So as hard as the first week was, it gets cr- like it gets super difficult. Way harder. Like the very the very first day, Monday, that I should be going to work, Mister Red Narrator totally convinced me to stay home.
0: Really? So you blew off work for the day? I
1: did. Didn't didn't call in sick or anything. I just didn't go.
0: So I didn't. So tell me about your day at home. Oh, I just tried to find things to do. I figured,
1: you know, there's got to be a way to, I just need to catch up, right? I I just, I did a lot of sleeping. I don't, I'm not sure if I watched TV at all, but I mostly did sleeping, had a full proper meal and took a full, you know, a good shower, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But it's hard to say if that made any difference.
0: Right. So I went to work and it wasn't a good day. I I was presented with the option of screaming at Will or fainting. (laughs) So (laughs) I went with the option of, uh, well, screaming at him seems like a bad idea. So how about I faint? You just fainted. I fainted and Will caught me. It's cool that you can choose to just faint. Yeah, it's kind of a weird uh, choice, I suppose. But yeah, I had hoped that maybe that would make them more... I don't know. Like, what? what is it? Your what your, your options there are terrible. So w- w- what's what's the best that's going to come from either of those? Yeah, I don't know. Not I mean, really with, sure. with
1: fainting, it's hopefully showing, listen, you guys are pushing me way too, way too hard. I, I need help here. You right. Know? So did, it, did they not get the message or?
0: Well, the people who do seem to care about you have been noticing, you know, Jenny and Amy are leaving notes on your desk. That is so frustrating to like. I felt like, I felt like
1: I was missing something. I felt like whenever I got to the desk Mm -hmm. and you see, you see you writing in the, in the, in the journal, just these messages to your dad, who's never going to read these things. Right. But you'd see all the post-it notes and you can, you can move them and because some are stacked on top of each other. And there's notes from people. And I just kept like, dude, go talk to Amy. Right. She seems to be expressing some concern. She's Mm -hmm. someone you can talk to. This is, you just go do it. Right. And he, there was no way to, like, there's no way to respond. Right. There's no writing another post-it note back. There's no sending a message, calling
0: them. No, I tried using the computer. Like there's, there's not really a whole lot you can do when you're at work. It's just shuffling the post-it notes around. Turning the monitor on and off. Right.
1: That's it. Well, the next day though, it's another scene in the cafeteria and you see Jenny talking, talking with some people and you see Amy who seems to be upset or something seems to be bothering her. And even, even in this situation where you have the option to either wave to Jenny or just watch Amy. What, what did you do? And do you remember what you did in this case?
0: Yeah. I, I I chose the option of, of waving to Jenny. Yeah. Which frankly, with, with how bad things are going, I'm amazed it was even an option, but I know that the goal is to try and talk to people. So this seemed like the best option.
1: Right. So I did the same thing because we need to make contact with people Mm. But, you know, afterwards, I, and I think this is all red text, man, mm-hmm. is like, oh, that was so stupid. Why would we even wave to that person? Right. And they weren't even, like, they didn't care, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So even when you do try to make that attempt, it's like your, your red text narrator, your self-doubt is, is saying that was the worst thing you could possibly do. Mm-hmm. And that's not helping any.
0: You know, the other thing that happened for me, and this is something else I wanted to touch on, in the second week some of the options that you have around the house start changing. Mm -hmm. So that morning I went to brush my teeth before going to work. Yeah. And the option wasn't labeled brush your teeth anymore. It was labeled soothe and it wasn't brushing my teeth. Mm -mm. It was taking pills. Yeah, And fortunately the pills were just painkillers. But then there's red text narrator again, talking about how stupid you are that, you know, these painkillers aren't going to get rid of the pain that I'm causing you. Mm
1: hmm. And the frustrating one for me was the dishes, right? Because now every time you make a, you make a meal and, and eat, now the dishes are just piling up. They're mm-hmm. overflowing the sink and now they're piling up on the floor. Right. And when you go to do the dishes, it's the only option is like, it's, it's just not worth it or yeah. what's the point.
0: And it's grayed out.
1: Right. And, and so you can't, you can't do anything. And I'm like, you, you just need, it's going to make you feel better. You need to do the dishes, but it just keeps getting worse and worse. Mm-hmm. And it gets really bad with the food. Because the options to make food are usually a sandwich, half sandwich, a meal. And at some point, it just changes to food and food. Right. (laughs) And then it starts changing into like revolting and disgusting Mm. and things like that. And so in the back of your mind, you're like, I've got to eat. Yeah. I mean, just I mean, I got to survive. But also, I've been told that things are going to get much worse if bad things happen when I'm also in a hungry state. But when you go to eat, it's like you know, force yourself to eat and the character's like, you know, this is, this is gross. This is disgusting mm-hmm. and it, you know, nauseous or nausea. So it's, it's like I've fallen down this pit and I just, I just cannot get back out and I don't know
0: what to do. Right. So we get to Wednesday morning and Wednesday morning, I wake up with this lovely red narrator uh, offering his ideas for how I can end my life. Oh, that's good. Thanks. Thanks. That's what I need. Totally and we've got yet another showcase coming up at the end of the week that I really, really don't want to screw up.
1: Right, so this is Friday instead of Thursday, right. and so this is this is like they're giving us a second chance. right to That's kind of it. how it seemed right Or it's not like to a different group of people. I think it's you know how hey, you screwed up, but it's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll give you another chance, you know
0: right. So that leads into our choice at work on Wednesday where you hear Will and Jenny standing near the door. They're, they're obviously having a conversation. You can't exactly hear what it is. And you're faced with the, the option of, well, I could, I could leave to, to go get some coffee and pass by them on the way out. And maybe this is an opportunity to talk to them, or I can just focus on my preparations for Friday. And this was kind of a tough one for me because I know that maybe going and talking to them could help with my mental state, but my mental state is going to be in a in a terrible place if i screw up this this showcase again so i decided to focus on the showcase i believe
1: i chose uh, the lead to get coffee option and Mm -hmm. pass by them but what's interesting is that in my second playthrough that wasn't even an option really and i think it's strange that even when i saw the numbers and was trying to manipulate the numbers Mm -hmm. to my favor i still came out i came out worse (laughs) <laughs> in a lot of these wow. by having options locked out than I did by not seeing the numbers
0: interesting so we, we move on to Friday because things are just continuing to get worse and worse and worse Friday we have the presentation we don't have any decisions to make prior to the showcase happening
1: no it sounds like it It went pretty well this time
0: yeah it it actually went well uh, that, that focus that I put into it on Wednesday actually <laughs> <paid> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> So it it went better, but it's still not good enough. John, the boss, is still a jerk. He's still condescending and decides, well, even though you did well this time, you have screwed up a bunch of other times. So let's drag those out and, and go off on you about all of those. I liked how he does the slow clap.
1: <laughs>
0: right. So you get another option. It says that anger is welling up inside of me. I can't stay quiet, I, and your options are, rip my papers yelling, that's enough! Or, swallow the last bit of my pride. Oh, I absolutely ripped up those papers. Did you? Yes. And, what happened? Well, I think I just, I think I just left. Oh, it doesn't give you the reaction to it or anything? I don't,
1: I don't believe so, but okay. on the second playthrough, I did choose the second one, though, because I wanted to see if it made any difference. Right. I, I believe he was upset, and then, you know, in the, in the ripping up the papers, and I went home, Mm-hmm. And that was Friday, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I, and that was, you know, I came home like I did any other time.
0: I, I felt that that screaming at my boss would probably be a bad choice. And so I swallowed the last bit of my pride. But again, you're able, you know, it's communicating, right? With your colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> probably not the type of communication we're going for here. I don't know. Maybe it is. You know, maybe it actually is. Because at least then people... Like If if you're screaming at your boss, people are going to notice, right? They might understand,
1: or at least acknowledge that you're not feeling your best right Right. now. You're a little stressed. So that leads us to the very last day. This is the last day of the game of the two-week period, the Saturday. And did we know that this is the last day? No. When you play the first time, do you know when the end is? Nope.
0: No, I had no idea. So Saturday morning, the, the narrator's obviously still being horrible to you, but... I at least have a plan to talk to Jenny that night. Yeah, to, to talk to Jenny on Saturday. Yeah, it started to seem like you know what things are. Things are going to turn around, right? Like I just need to talk to somebody. Yeah, and and things can turn around until there's another knock at the door. Yeah, this time, well, it's it's the postman
1: again, right? And and you get a letter this time, and the letter is basically is letting you know that you've been fired. You're terminate. Your employment's been terminated, mm-hmm. and. And and it is and it gives reasons why. Would you like to? Would you like to compare? Sure. Reasons why now? So okay. So here are the reasons listed for why my employment was terminated. I was seen writing in a personal belonging during work hours. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And I. Had How is that mind? a reason for being I, fired? I don't know. <laughs> and besides, I had no choice in the matter. It happened automatically. Well, sure. I stayed home from work one time. Yeah, that that's bad.
0: <laughs> I didn't have that. I arrived late three times. Oh, see, I was late four times. Ooh. I was really trying. <laughs> I was I was writing down notes for how long it took to make a meal, mm-hmm. how long a quick shower was versus a, a full shower, and waking up, looking at the clock, and being like, all right, I've got enough time for a quick shower and a sandwich, and I'll be fine. <laughs> and then something would happen, yeah. and you would like basically black out for 30 minutes. Ah, oh, crap. I guess I'm <laughs> late today. <laughs> also... Failure to connect with colleagues and be a positive influence in your designated team, so I didn't have that one, huh? but I'm not really sure why I didn't because I don't feel like I really connected with them there was any
1: any of the choices any of the chances that you had to talk with somebody did you always avoid it or say
0: no I didn't feel like I really had many choices to actually talk to people hmm.
1: well, I also apparently apparently my em- employer cares about this. Failed to uphold proper eating schedule, resulting in loss of efficiency.
0: Yeah, that one's another ridiculous one that I also had. So we've, we've covered all of them. Okay. But so at this point, the, the game is getting like this static effect over it and everything. And the narrator is just going to town. Yeah, he's beating on, you hard. Yeah.
1: At this point, the only thing that you can really do is head to the bathroom because the doors are now shut to your bedroom and to the kitchen Mm. you can't even walk to those places
0: oh i didn't notice that or you can just walk out the door what i didn't (laughs) walk out
1: no 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 no
0: no 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 no. yep no 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 this is what i did
1: you just walked out the door
0: i just walked out the door
1: you had an option to leave the apartment
0: yeah okay so then what happens the game just ends the game just ends with like text or anything no no text this is a really really weird ending it goes to a video like a a real life video shot with like a real life video camera. It's not video game graphics anymore. Okay. And I presume I didn't look at the pictures closely enough and I didn't go back and watch it again, but I think it's a video of the developer and he's like at a beach and there's some music playing and it sounds like it initially gives you this vibe of a person who, who's definitely struggling with some stuff, but they're really not sure what they're going to do. A lot of consternation, you know, but then friends show up and they barbecue hot dogs and they don't seem like they seem like they're having a pretty decent time and that's it. And then the credits roll. Okay. Well, let me tell you about
1: another ending that you could possibly get. All right. So the other option is, well, another option I had was to go to the bathroom and the narrator's like, even now you're just a weak link when it comes to the end. You're just a wimp. And you go to the bathroom, you take out the pills and not not just a couple like you have been taking mm-hmm. you just dump like a whole bunch in your hand take the pills turn on the shower fill up the bathtub and just sit down and lay in the bathtub with your head submerged
0: wow wow and
1: then eventually just fade to black
0: and to credits from there no okay
1: so the narrator's like
0: don't worry i'm sure
1: someone's going to come any minute now come knock on that door
0: anybody knock on your door and then
1: someone does knock on the door really someone does knock on the door knocks once opens the door you hear footsteps you know it's you can't see anything but you hear you mm-hmm. hear what's going on you hear someone you know walking around like they're looking for you mm-hmm. coming into the bathroom and and pulling you up out of the water you hear you know water and you hear a <gasps> kind of like hmm. someone just you know getting breath or whatever and so, apparently someone saves you interesting but there's no there's no dialogue there's no voice acting or anything there's no um, there's not even any text to read. So you don't really know who this is. This could be any of the people that you've you've heard about, Jenny, Amy, Will, probably not John. Probably not John. And then it goes to credits. Okay. And there's no video, nothing like that. Okay. That was, that was the ending that I got.
0: There's a third ending. I googled it. Oh, okay. I wasn't going to play through it again. <laughs> What's the third ending? And even if I would have, I'm not sure that I could have gotten it. It's a good ending. I mean like I'm not really sure what my ending is. So uh, your your ending is is the the worst ending I oh, would say. Oh, thank you. And <laughs> my ending I guess is the 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 mediocre ending, I guess. But then there's a good ending. And I think it is probably gives the answer to who pulled you out of the tub. Okay. In the good ending, which I didn't watch the whole playthrough of of these videos, but I I did kind of skip through them and I noticed that even though it was the second week there weren't dishes on the floor like they were washing dishes somehow these people made all the right choices and you get a knock on the door it's moving men oh your dad called movers hmm. to help you move oh and they're here to help you move so you move and even in that he's a little bit uncertain cuz he's like you know i had i had a really great view in that apartment it's probably the best view i will ever have And they move him to the other apartment. And then you get a view of what the view is at his new place. And it's even better. It's uh, this bigger lawn. It's got three trees instead of one. There's a play area for kids off to the side. There's a few people having a picnic back there. It's wonderful. And then credits. Hmm. I want that ending. That sounds like a nice one. I have no idea how you get that ending. Hmm. So. Those are the three endings I want to know, especially since you played it twice. And one of them, you had numbers popping up and all that stuff. Did you ever have the option to call your dad?
1: No. Now, so like I said, when you, when you do choose the game option, you get numbers next to things that do have requirements. It'll Mm -hmm. tell you how many, what your score needs to be in order to do this. Your dad was an 80. Now, I think you start off around 40 or 50, and it seems like every action that you take, the number goes down. And so, for most of the game, I'm I'm I just want to keep it in the 30s. I'm struggling to keep it in the 30s. And uh, the chat option for mm-hmm. on your computer for chatting with people was yep. a 60, and I couldn't get it up that high. So I was after playing through on that mode. I'm thinking, you know what? The goal here must be able to or must be to get your 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 mental fortitude number high enough that you can call your dad. Mm-hmm. And that maybe that is what, I don't know,
0: save, saves you or something. Yeah, and, and maybe that's what happened. Maybe that's how the dad knew that you were moving. And that ended. I think I had, I think I made it high enough to have the chat option, at least at one point. But I'm not sure that I took it. There's one point that
1: you get a message. If mm-hmm. you do look at the computer, you do get a message from Amy. Yeah, and I um, did get that one. And I think that you have that regardless of what your score, what your mental fortitude is.
0: Also, on the second Friday, I believe it was, I discovered a message from Will. Did you get that one? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. It was an email that Will had sent the prior Wednesday. So, the night before the first showcase. Okay, And it was super nice. Yeah. And he was talking about how uh, essentially, like, he appreciates all the work that we're putting into this and that he was certain that the showcase would go great, and then it didn't. And and so really, reading this this message just makes me feel worse. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Will actually thought I was a decent human being, and I let him down. Yeah. And then I let him down again.
1: I'd like to talk about the numbers a little bit, these mental fortitude numbers, mm-hmm. because I think your narrator lies to you, maybe, a little bit. I could see that. <laughs> so there there are two numbers, and one seems to represent your overall current mental state, and the second number is a plus or minus, and indicates, I think, kind of like you're trending, you're trending upward or downward, mm. kind of. Because I think you can you can see the first number as being like your short term mental, and the second number being more of a long term. Oh, okay. So the way what ends up happening is that throughout the day, think again, think of our loop, remember our loop, our daily loop, that throughout the day. Every action that you do is immediately increasing or decreasing your main number. Mm. A lot of stuff that you do, probably because it requires effort and it's work, lowers the number. But there are certain things that you do that significantly raise the number. Watching TV actually raises the number quite a bit because you are at that moment feeling a lot better.
0: What does it do to the other number?
1: So TV tends to lower the other number.
0: Yeah, that's what I expected.
1: Now, if you go look out the window, that tends to raise your current, your current number.
0: It's calm.
1: It calms mm-hmm. you down. Right. And doesn't, I'm not sure. I don't remember. I don't think it affects your second number all that much.
2: Mm.
1: Whenever you have the, the text on screen, it has like your inner thoughts, and you start thinking about negative things, mm-hmm. and you have an option of you know what, just ignoring it and doing whatever you're doing, eating or just trying to go to sleep, or you can actually continue that thought process I kept choosing, occasionally I would choose, let's go down that road and, and think about those things. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, these things aren't helping. You're just dwelling on old memories and, right. and you just need to get past that. Yep. And so I kept focusing on the other ones. The other just continue with what you're doing.
0: Yeah, I, I mostly did the same thing. Well, it
1: turns out by looking at the numbers that if you, if you do think about those things and not push them away, it will decrease your current number, right? Because you're thinking about these things. Mm-hmm. But it's significantly increasing your long-term number.
0: So what you're saying is it's not a good idea to just stash all the bad feelings inside? (laughs) I think that's what it's saying. huh?
1: So now what happens though at the end of the day after you finally go to sleep and it has the ticking through the hours at night, Mm -hmm. when you're playing this mode, it's actually adding those two numbers together. So whatever your current Mm -hmm. number is, it's taking your long-term number and either adding or subtracting to that main number. So I, there were times where my number would be whatever, but my other number would be plus 12. And I mm-hmm. would boom get a huge boost up to that. And then depending on where your number was, your next day would start at like, you know, positive six, or sometimes oh. it would start at zero, or it would start at negative three. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I got into the second week, all of my numbers just start crashing, mm-hmm. both numbers, yeah. right? So I kept trying. So in a way I was able to, when I make an action, I could see immediately How this is having an impact on my immediate feelings and then also my long term. And even with that knowledge, I still wasn't able (laughs) to do what needed to be done to, to get
0: the high number. Wow. Crazy. So when when I finished the game and didn't didn't really know much about the numbers, I had wondered, like maybe, maybe some of those options, like call your dad. They're just there as options that you will never be able to do, and they're there to help make you realize that at some points during these depressive states, you might know the things that you need to do, mm-hmm. but you can't. You just can't. You just can't. In. Yeah. Like washing the dishes. Yeah. You just can't do it. Mm-hmm. And it felt like those options were there to help get that point across to show that I know you're trying to play this game and that you might be trying to, to play it, you know, the way that I was, where I'm going to be happy by the end of this, these couple of weeks, darn it. I don't care what you do. Nope, you're not. Like they, they felt like ways of the developer to put you back into check to really force uh, that that point across on you that when you're feeling like this, you don't, you just don't have the option. To act in your own best interest at times. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't
1: able to hit either the the dad option or the chat option. So mm-hmm. you know, maybe,
0: maybe you're right. Although it, they must be possible, otherwise, that people wouldn't make it to the good end, right? <laughs> During my second playthrough, I actually started getting a lot of
1: strange messages, like completely out of out of the context of of the game. I'm starting to get messages directly from the game developer. It seems directed to me. As the player, not that's my weird. character. So the first one I got, it happened when I started watching TV. I know the TV's helping my immediate number, so mm-hmm. let's, let's watch a little bit of TV. And the message I'm getting is, I'm never making another game about depression, that's for sure. I don't know what's worse, the thought of no one liking this or no one caring that it exists. Oh my gosh. But to be honest, why would anyone like a game about depression?
0: Huh. And you've got a whole bunch of these.
1: So that was kind of by itself. And then I got a series of messages while taking a shower really late in the week. Mm -hmm. So you're still here. I'm sorry, but this is the last piece of content I'll create for you. But I do have some important things to say, if you don't mind. And the only option is some final words to share. Though making this game has helped, there were many times both before and during its creation when I felt like giving up not only on the game, but life itself. If you've got this far, there is a chance that you and I are alike. I thought I'd spare a final moment to tell you something that you might need to hear. It's okay to be tired. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to feel helpless. It's okay to wrap yourself in a blanket because the warmth makes it feel like you are being held. It's not okay to give up. I know that it's unfair and easier said than done, but it's true. I found solace in the realization That it's okay to feel lonely. It doesn't mean I like it. In fact, I hate it. Still. It's not okay to give up. I haven't. And you won't. Okay? Okay. Off you go now. There's no need for you to keep playing this. There are other things you should be doing with your time, right? Goodbye, friend. And then your choice is goodbye, Michael. Huh. And that's it.
0: That's really
1: interesting. But it... It doesn't just stop, right? You can still get back out of the shower and continue the playthrough, right. which I did and got the same ending as I did the first time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you could just take that to say, you know what? Okay, I'm done. I'll just turn the game off right now. So maybe that's like a fourth ending.
0: Yeah, it, it, it kind of is. Wow. So, that's re- I've never heard of anything like that before. <laughs> that raises the question,
1: I think, of who was intended to play this game from, from the creator's point of view? And also, who do you think should play this game?
0: When I initially read the description of this game, my thought was that the target audience was not people who have gone through depression, but those who haven't, so that they can use this game as a way of gaining understanding of, in the best way possible, I suppose, of what it's like to go through depression, so that people would be able to better empathize with people struggling with these types of issues. And help them. I never looked at it as as a game that was made for people who were going through depression as a coping mechanism. And I'm not sure that it would be good as a coping mechanism for someone who's currently going through this, especially considering that one of the options is take a bunch of pills and jump into the tub. Mm-hmm. I can't recommend this game to someone who's currently battling depression. Uh, especially to that level. But it's interesting that those messages popped up because if you were in that state and those messages popped up, hopefully it'd make an impact on you. Hopefully you'd listen to Michael, the developer, stop playing the game and go and get some help. Hopefully. But maybe not. Maybe not.
1: Well, the other thing to consider is it isn't just depression that this game's about. It's also about social anxiety. Mm -hmm. So maybe maybe if it's somebody who's suffering more from that yeah than depression maybe
0: maybe this would be a, a good game for them i don't know and at at the very beginning i i started to allude to this i'm not sure if it would be because i desperately wanted to talk to people in the game and couldn't find a way to do it yeah so i'm not sure that if if i was someone who who really suffered from from massive social anxiety that i would find this game helpful in any way because it doesn't doesn't give you tips right i i did read an interview with the developer that was done with i believe it was some uk psychiatry office or something like that i'm not am not exactly sure we'll put a link to it in the show notes but he he talked about how his his goal for this game was not to to tell people how to get through depression it's like i'm I'm not a doctor. <laughs> this was this was his way of of helping himself get through it, and more like what I was expecting from it, based on the description that he probably wrote for his game. It was more to help people who aren't going through it to better empathize with with what these issues are. So I'm I'm not sure that it helps you. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of leaning
1: towards that way as well. That if you're suffering from one of these mental issues, I don't I don't think that this would be the best way or a good way at all to yeah to work through it but definitely if 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 you know somebody who is going through something like this this game does a great job of of making you feel i think the frustration Mm -hmm. of just not being able to get out of it you know it's it's not just reading a description you know it's it's putting you in a position to make you feel that way i mean Toward the end of that second week, that and that first playthrough, I was just hunched over my keyboard, man. I was hunched over my keyboard and just like, I just please, I just, I'm trying to make it through the day. Mm -hmm. And I don't even, I don't even really care. Like,
2: let's just, let's just get
1: through this. Yeah. So I definitely would recommend it in that sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you're trying to just get a better understanding of what it's like, I think this, this game does do a pretty good job of at least giving you a glimpse into what it is like. At the beginning of the show, I mentioned that I I am close with someone who has suffered through this. And I talked to that person about how this game plays out and and the types of things that the character is able to do and the types of things they aren't able to do and and their reactions to things like food and various just daily living things. And that person said, yep, that sounds like they pretty much nailed it. Hmm. I just wanted to lay in bed and stare at the ceiling. There was no part of me that wanted food like a lot of the things that happen in this game they very much resonated so yeah if you're trying to empathize with someone play this game absolutely play this game and i hope that lots and lots and lots of people will play this game because it isn't easy but that's that's the point it's not supposed to be easy it's supposed to be giving us a better understanding of a problem that impacts millions of people
1: this type of game is is hard to recommend in general most people expect to play a game for fun but Mm. this is a game that is not supposed to be fun it wasn't designed to be fun and it's it's another game in a small group of games that have this social commentary it's trying to have a message and it's not necessarily there to entertain it's using the interactive medium of games. To not just tell a story, but make you feel like you're part of it, and I think there's more power there. We've talked about it before on this podcast, and I think we will talk about it a lot because that's the type of games that we're we're looking at here. So even though this game is you know fifteen dollars, it's it can be hard to recommend. Uh, there are so many other options out there for people who are looking for an entertaining, fun game. It can be hard to say you should totally check this out.
0: Yeah, I I think. One of the big struggles for gamers with these types of games, and not even just the social commentary ones, but these really story heavy games, is that we as gamers get used to these big sales and stuff, and we're like, you know, I'm just not willing to spend $20 on a game that I'm only going to play for two or three hours. But especially with these social commentary games, they can be really important. I think this is a really important game for lots and lots of people to go and play. And I think that when we're trying to set up this this justification over the cost, we we also need to consider other things, other types of entertainment that we're spending money on. Because if your friends told you about an amazing movie that tries to do the same sort of thing about this, it was out in theaters right now, and that you should go and see it, you're probably going to take someone with you and spend $20 on a two hour movie. Do the same thing for these games. Because With them being interactive, you tend, at least in my experience, and I think in yours too, Mm -hmm. you get more out of it. I get way more out of playing through, please knock on my door, than watching a movie about depression. I think the other thing that we should probably say here, if, especially you've made it this far in the podcast, which means you've probably played this episode, if you are struggling with these issues, I mean, I don't want to just say it to say it, but Try to talk to somebody. Try to talk to somebody.
1: This concludes our discussion of Please Knock on My Door. Thanks for checking us out. And also, a special thank you to Michael Laval and his team for creating this game for us to experience.
0: As always, we want to know what you think of this game. So you can send us your feedback in a lot of ways. Our email address is storyplayers at the digital media zone.com. You can find us on Twitter. At VG Story Players, we're also on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash VG Story Players, and of course you can just follow along with everything and get links to everything at the website thedigitalmediazone.com. If you're enjoying what you've heard, one of the best ways that you can help us out is to share it with other people by just telling them about it uh, in person, on social media, your gaming communities that you're a member of. But you can also head over to Apple Podcast and leave us a rating or a review there. That helps people who are just searching for new podcasts when they find this one to know what it is and and what people think of it. So if you'd leave us a rating and review, we would really, really appreciate that. This has been another episode of Story Players. Thanks for listening. I'm Josh Pollard. I'm Joe D'Astasio. Adios. See ya.
1: And this concludes our discussion, though. Please knock on my door.
0: Please knock on my door. Knock, knock, who's there? <laughs> knock, knock, Knocking on heaven's door. <laughs> <laughs>